this right now, what, what we're putting out there, it ain't good enough. Yeah, it's just, it's a tough pill to swallow, and uh, I don't think anybody thought we'd be in the spot that we're in right now, and we're going to find out what we're made of. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. You know, our team had a great matchup this weekend. The schedule was laid out for them, right? Chance to get a win against a team that's been down and out for a few years now. Team hasn't been competitive. They don't really have all their ducks in a row. Don't really know what the future holds. Great matchup. Great opponent. Favorable uh, matchup. And more importantly, I I thought our best player had an opportunity to make a statement this weekend. Really put his stamp on this season. A season that's still very young, right? A lot left to be decided this season. And I thought our best player, who, after all, has won multiple MVPs, making a ton of money, I expected him to step up and beat up on a bad opponent this weekend, and he did. Giannis had 44 points, 12 rebounds, and 3 assists in only 28 minutes this weekend against the Rockets. What a game. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do against a bad team. Giannis was spectacular. I don't know what Aaron Rodgers and the Packers were doing. That's a whole other thing, but uh, (laughs) Giannis was great. Giannis is great on Saturday. Uh, Unfortunately, probably not going to talk about that much tonight. We're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Can I just say, the Packers don't have me in a great mood already today. And compounding my frustration and my discomfort today is the weather. Not to make small talk about the weather, but it's like 68, 69 degrees. And I had this problem yesterday afternoon. I'm not really sure if I'm supposed to be warm or cold. It's too warm in my apartment to be comfortable, but it's too cool outside to turn the air conditioner on. I wore jeans and a t-shirt to work today. And I feel like I'm in the womb. I, I, It feels like every room I walk into, my skin is the same temperature as the air. I'm very uncomfortable. And I have been since I've woke up this morning. So that's just got me agitated, as well as the Packers losing to Taylor Heineke, who stinks, and Matt LaFleur getting outcoached by the Herman Munster of NFL coaches. With all due respect to Ron Rivera, but not like he's given any motivational speeches on the sideline. So, yeah, the Packers have me frustrated today. I haven't been comfortable. I'm going to go home, immediately take these clothes off, probably take a cold shower. I need to reset completely. Maybe I'll switch to shorts. I don't know, but then I look like a middle schooler. I I don't know what I'm doing today. I don't know what I'm doing today. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills, and it is my hope that for the next two hours, or I guess hour and 55 minutes, that we talk quite a bit. I hope to talk to many of you, whether it be over the phone or at least over text, if you don't want to call, or hit me up on Twitter, at Wisco Grant. Because, and I said this to many coworkers today that bumped you in the building, like, look, the Packers lose. It's not that I don't care. I'm a Packers fan. I'm a Packers owner. I cheer for them. I watch them every Sunday. They're my team. I have the shirts. I have the jersey. It's my team. But when the Packers lose, I don't let it ruin my week. Right? Like when the Bucks lose in the playoffs or when the Packers lose in the playoffs or when the Brewers are on a losing, that bums me out. But I, I really try. Hey, it is only sports. Like, it can frustrate you and can frustrate the sports part of your brain. But don't let it ruin your day. Don't let it ruin your week. A nice silver lining when the Packers lose. This show's lively, right? People pick up the phone. People call, and we're throwing zingers around. Ah, screw Aaron Rodgers. What a loser. Look at his dumb haircut. Ah, Matt LaFleur, nice eyebrows. Dumbass. Like, can you maybe set your offensive line correct? Like, come on. It's lively. It's fun, right? The problem is 
the Packers have now lost three in a row and all of these losses have been exactly the same. It's no longer fun anymore. Now I'm bored. Now I'm bored of this team. It's not a good place to be. So I'm hoping that today we have some good conversations on the phone, maybe on Twitter, and we start throwing around some new takes, some new ideas, because I, man, this team is lifeless right now. So it's up to us, the fan base, fans and owners and listeners of the show. We, we got to breathe some life back into this team. And it starts by talking about uh, a loss yesterday that was just boring. It was a bad football game. I couldn't have told you. I had to open a tab on my computer just to tell you the final score. 23-21, to 21, the Packers lose yesterday in Maryland to the Commanders who are just a disgusting franchise. I just I just hate it. So we're talking about that a lot tonight. We're going to hear a little bit from Aaron Rodgers, a little bit from Matt LaFleur, and I hope to hear from you a ton. 608-796-2558 if you want to call or text the show. And I'm on Twitter. You can follow me at Wisco Grant as well. This team stinks right now. I know I'm not breaking news to you. The heart and the soul of this team stinks. Or I guess more specifically, they have no heart or soul. They don't have any fight. They don't have any get up and go. They don't hit hard on defense. They don't impose their will on offense. They just don't really do anything confidently. They don't do anything that jumps off the screen when you watch them. They don't do anything to make you go, wow, right? Watch other teams. I was watching the Chiefs and the 49ers, for example, yesterday. Those teams have juice. The Niners hit hard and they run fast and the coaches on the sidelines seem to be plugged in and jacked up and there's this certain connectivity between D'Amico Ryans and his defense and Kyle Shanahan and his offense that just isn't there with Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur or Joe Barry and his defense. There's no connectivity. There's no juice. They don't hit hard. They don't impose their will. The Packers, unlike the Chiefs or the Niners, who I understand lost yesterday, I, I get it. The Niners just passed the eye test in a way that the Packers absolutely do not. The Packers look like little kids on the first day of preschool when the parents drop them off and the parents leave and they're like, I don't want you to go. That's what the Packers look like when they step out onto the field. They just want to go home. They don't want to be out there. Other teams look like they can't wait to take the field and hit the piss out of somebody. The Packers like, I just want to go home. Oh, the game's at noon. That's too early. And we had to sleep in a hotel last night. That's what they look like. And that's what they play like. Other teams dictate terms. Other teams go out there and hit the other team in the mouth, or they play their style of football. Even when the Packers win, which has been a while, it feels like they got away with something, right? When the Packers win a game, you're always like, got out of there. It would have been embarrassing if we lost that one, except now they're losing these games, and it is embarrassing. An Aaron Rodgers-led team has now lost three straight games to Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson, and Taylor Heineke. Nice. It's even worse when you consider they probably really should have definitely lost to Bailey Zappi. The Pat really felt like they got away with something there. Felt like they escaped that game even more than, than their normal win, which is shaky at best. Three of those games were at home. They played Zach Wilson at home, Bailey Zappi at home, Daniel Jones in London, but the crowd was all Packers fans juiced up. It was a celebration in the UK of Packers fans that are getting to see their team for the first time. And these are games that the Packers are just, they're just pissing away. Justice Biscata of Acme Packing Company yesterday, who's become one of my favorite Packers Twitter followers. I should say this. I don't enjoy most of the Packers people on Twitter. I enjoy Justice. So it's not exactly a deep field, but Justice Biscata has become one of my favorite followers. We should try to get him on the show. He tweeted yesterday, we just lost to a backup quarterback and a running back that got shot. (laughs) Oh, I'm not laughing because it's not funny. Well, it is funny. 
It is a joke, except the joke is on us. We're the punchline. And today I was listening to plenty of other shows. I was listening to Ebo, who does a fine job on some of these affiliates in the morning, including The Zone in Madison and WKTY here in La Crosse. And him and Rowdy and later Ben Kenny and, and some of the callers, they were debating, oh, is it more on Matt LaFleur or is it on Aaron Rodgers? I, hey, it's on both. I Both stink right now. I, I can't even have the LaFleur or Aaron Rodgers conversation because they're both so bad. Well, you know, LaFleur calls plays, but then Rodgers changes the play at the line. I'm not doing that today. Nope. Don't have the juice to do that whole that, that whole conversation where you twist yourself in circles for an hour. Why isn't Aaron Jones getting the ball more? He needs to get the ball more. Well, he got it on like almost 40% of the Packers' plays yesterday. The problem is their offense stinks and they don't run any plays. Aaron Jones actually got the ball a healthy amount yesterday. More than he did the last couple weeks. It's like Aaron Jones could get the ball on 95% of snaps. More! More, more, more. Hey, Packers fans, the issue isn't Aaron Jones. The issue is the offense stinks. It's terrible. Should the Packers fire Joe Barry? Well, they never should have hired him. So, I I don't know. It doesn't matter now. You're not going to find a good defensive coordinator in season. So what does it even matter, right? Like, all of these conversations. Will David Bakhtiari ever be a great left tackle again? Hell, who knows? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't even know that it matters because when they needed him was in the 2020 playoffs and he wasn't available. Then they needed him last year in the playoffs. He wasn't available. They need him now and he's not available. I don't care if he's an elite left tackle next year. Probably won't even matter. I don't want to be that guy, but who knows? I don't know. I don't care. I want a beer. I- I'm done riding the David Bakhtiari roller coaster. Just call me when you're healthy. I'm not going to lose sleep over that. Joe Barry sucks, but I- I've come to terms with that. Aaron Jones couldn't get the ball enough ever. The Packers could run 20 plays in a game, and if he doesn't get the ball 19 times, Packers fans are going to be upset, and we're going to do this dance where we're trying to figure out if it's Matt LaFleur's calling plays or Aaron Rodgers calling plays. Everybody stinks. Everything is awful. Everything is terrible. And we can talk about all those different details and and things, and the trade deadline is coming up too, and we'll probably talk about all these storylines for the rest of the year and for the rest of the season. But before we do, and before we can make headway in any Matt LaFleur or Aaron Rodgers corollary or before we can start to get to the bottom of any Aaron Jones usage conversation or if we can ever understand why Joe Barry's brain works the way that it does before we can figure any of those things out we got to figure out why this team just seems dead inside it looks like they hate football Brian Gutekunst has seemingly built a team of football players that hate football they don't look like they're having a good time They don't look enthusiastic to run around and hit somebody. Nobody looks like they're dialed in. This team is rotten at the core right now. That's what we got to figure out. We could make excuses for yesterday. Well, if you just take away the, all the drops that the wide receivers have. Yeah. Okay. The wide receivers dropped passes, but Aaron Rodgers also missed a bunch of throws through some at guys feet. And then on deep shots threw over guys head. And then the offensive line actually protected pretty well. So, okay, the wide receivers had a tough day. Well, Rodgers didn't have his best day either, and the offensive line was actually okay. So, Amari Rodgers muffed a punt. Oh, that sucks. That gave up three points. He also made a couple good catches on the final drive. He also dropped an easy touchdown. So, I'll let you jump into that pool and figure the Amari Rodgers thing out. And you could talk about the officiating. Oh, lame penalty on Eric Stokes. Took six points off the board. Yeah, a penalty also got the Packers' first and only third-down conversion of the game. Do you get my point? If I had to fix the Packers and I had to fix yesterday's game, I don't even know where I'd begin. It's very overwhelming. It feels very overwhelming. This Packers team feels like the moment. How do I best describe this? You know when you have to move? 
let's say you're moving out of an apartment into a new apartment or you're moving out of a house into a new house, right? And there's always this moment in time where you're standing in your living room or in your kitchen and you're looking around and you go, crap, I have a lot of stuff. And it's all got to go in boxes, right? Because when, when you're moving in like a month or two months, y- you rationalize in your head. You're like, oh, it's just fine. I'll, I'll do it little by little and I'll pack up my stuff in boxes and it'll be easy. I'll ask a friend to help me. And then the week of the move rolls around and you're looking around your house and you're like, oh, crap. I don't know what I'm going to do with that couch. It will not fit in my car and it will not fit in my new apartment. All of this art is on the wall. I don't even own a step stool. I don't know how I hung it up there. Don't know how I'm going to get it down. Uh, there's a huge stain on the carpet. Landlord's not going to like, right? It's all hitting you at once. It's very overwhelming. That's how I'm feeling about this Packers team, right? If I only had to pack up all the stuff in the kitchen, oh, it's three boxes, throw in the back of the car. Well, it's not just the kitchen. We got a bathroom full of crap and there's a bunch of stuff in the basement that's just been piling up there ever since I've lived in this apartment or in this house. I'm looking around the Packers. Okay, so the wide receivers stink and they're getting more injured, not less. Alan Lazard's walking around in a sling today. I guess the offensive line was better today, but Aaron Rodgers played as poorly as I've probably seen him play the last three weeks. Matt LaFleur doesn't seem to have any answers for anything. Joe Barry finally figured out what a stunt was, and it actually worked pretty well, but still couldn't get off the field on third. Like, there's no easy place to start. There's no easy place to start with this team. Let's take some calls. 608-796-2558. Travis is in Holman. What's going on, Travis? Welcome. Hey, Grant. How are you? I am, uh... You know, I'm good. I had a wedding on Saturday night, and I, I haven't quite bounced back yet. I never sleep good in hotels. I was a little hungover yesterday. I stayed up too late because I was watching Aaron Rodgers' press conference, so I, I'm a little a little yeah. sleepy. Need to bounce back. Yep, good good Saturday, and then an absolutely terrible Sunday. Not great. Not good at all. Not good, Travis. No, no trying to stay positive. As you know me, Mr. Pazzer, positive Packer fan here, but it is... Uh, tough and i agree totally with what you're saying the team looks bored they don't look like they're having any fun they don't feel like they want to be out there playing football what you were saying it would be like if i came on this show and i was just depressed and i'm like i hate this job it's stupid like no one would want to listen to that and it wouldn't be good radio it wouldn't be a good show I, i don't understand it's like the packers have assembled an entire team of guys that aren't excited to go play football every weekend and it's so obvious it is obvious. If you watch the game, it's hard to say that, uh, not look at it and see they don't seem like they want to be out there playing. They're not performing. It's boring. It just it doesn't feel right, honestly. It doesn't feel normal. Like I'm not used to this with the Packers getting out there and sucking like this for three weeks in a row. But i got to stay positive. All right. We're going to bounce back. We're going to bounce back. First, the Bills. I know everyone's already burying them. I'm seeing it all over the place. All over Twitter, all over today at work, people just burying them for Sunday night. But Sunday night football is usually good to us, and a big bounce-back win would be a statement win would be great for us. And then from there, ships sailed, and we just keep sailing and move on. So I think that'd be great. I don't actually disagree with you about Buffalo. I feel like they're going to play pretty well next weekend. I don't know why, but I just I I got a sense. I do. Well, primetime football is good to us, but usually we're playing the the Bears on <laughs> that Sunday helps. night football, so yeah. Yeah. that does help. But I think it's going to add that little bit of fuel. We're going to see Sunday night, they're going to come out with that little bit of extra, you know, more eyes on them. 
Aaron said in his press conference, you know, this is what we need right now. It might actually be good for us. And Collinsworth laughed at it, but I think he's not going to be laughing at the end of the night on Sunday night. Travis, I love it. Have an awesome night. Do you want to sign off with your uh, your your patented, I don't even know, your call sign? <laughs> Hit us with it. <laughs> Absolutely. Everybody keep manifesting out there. I know it's tough right now, but the Green Bay Packers are going to win the Super Bowl. Thank you, Travis. Have an excellent night. Goodbye. That's our friend Travis in Holman. Dave and Monona texted in. <laughs> and he said, he said, what are you doing talking so negative? Don't you know your listeners look to you, look to you for confidence, a smile, and a good word? <laughs> yeah, here. Uh, before we take a break, I have a lot of positive things to say about the Packers. Here, let me pull out my list. Uh, number one. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. I'm going to try to whip through calls a little more quickly today. Use some efficiency. It's the day after a Packer game, and I see the names uh, coming across a little quickly. A lot of people want to get in. So if we normally talk for, you know, four minutes, maybe today we talk for two. I just want to clear that up from the jump so it doesn't sound like I'm being rude. I'm on Twitter at Wisco Grant. Zach tweets in, and I think this is a good point. We get some comments about what Lafleur needs to do better, some comments about Rodgers, uh, which is expected. Zach says, my biggest concern with Lafleur is his inability to hire coaches. He hired Petten and kept him until it was too late. Did the same thing with Mo Drayton. Now he's doing the same with Barry. Not sure what's driving me more nuts, his inability to hire coaches or his inability to motivate his team. Yeah, he stinks at selecting coordinators. He stinks a lot at it. And he has the last couple of years. It's one of his weaknesses. I'd say he's pretty poor at setting up his offensive line, although he's had to make some tough decisions because of Bakhtiari's injury over the years. So I get that. But I agree with you, he's not good with coordinators, and he doesn't seem to be a great motivator, which is why a couple of weeks ago we talked about, like, a lot of these head coaches would just be better as offensive coordinators. But the price of having one of the best offensive coordinators in the league these days is you need to make that offensive coordinator your head coach. Thanks for the tweet, Zach, at Wisco Grant. Mike is in Windsor, 608-796-2558. What's going on, Mike? What's going on, Grant? How are you? I'm a little tired. I'm a little sweaty because I think I overdressed for today. I wore jeans and like long socks and it was a little warmer than I thought. So tired and sweaty, but other than that, good. How about you? I'm good. You know, I took all last week off, Grant, not calling into sports talk radio because yeah. I needed to, you know, calm down after that Jets game. Okay. And uh, I was just, I was hoping that I was going to have a nice relaxing weekend with a nice, easy win. Um, and that. I just, it's the most disappointing. It's probably the most disappointing Packers team I've seen in a long time. Um, just underachieving in every possible area. I think, uh, so, and I, I wrote this down in a couple different spots during my notes. Their roster is better than this. The roster is a lot wait, better than this. Now, their wide wait. receiver, they're pretty weak, and I really think they're feeling that. But their defense is way better than they're playing. Their line, Aaron Rodgers, they, they should be better. I, I almost think it's a... It's an internal thing. It's a way that they're wired. It's a way that they act. It's a way that I, I, I don't think this is an X's and O's thing as much as it's a Jimmy's and Joe's, as they say, Mike. <laughs> well, well, I'm, I am, I'm, and you know, you know me. I've been a firm kind of defender of Aaron Rodgers for a long time. Yeah. Um, but it, 
you can't roll your eyes on every play, man. Like I, every play, because I'm, you know, Fox and CBS and all these stations, they they tune him after every single drop pass because oh, yeah. all he does is roll his eyes. He doesn't have any patience. Get the camera on him. Um, Get the camera. I want camera three on Rodgers. Every Rogers. play. Yeah. Every play. Every play. So it's. I understand it's frustrating. You know, he's got a young receiving core. Copies out. I get it. I, but they got to do something more. <laughs> there has to be something more with the the caliber of of players that they have, especially on defense. Uh, what they're what they're giving up, you know, sometimes is just so soft. Um, so I mean, another rough weekend. But I went to homecoming uh, this weekend too, and that was uh, a really really great game. It was nice to see Graham Mertz throw the ball. I yeah. realized something really quickly that when they roll him right, he doesn't miss. Um, when he rolls left or scrambles in any other direction than like a roll out to the right, he misses. Um, I think I counted seven or eight plays where he rolled right and was on the money. Accurate, velocity, um, good eyes downfield. Um, or he made the smart decision when he rolled to the right and threw it away. So I don't know if that's maybe his thing, but that something I observed on Saturday being at the game. Um, and it was really, really fun. There was a lot of alum there. Um, it was just very lively. Can I just say before I let you go, Mike, uh, I'm sure yeah. Madison was great. It was a beautiful Saturday. And I just, Beautiful. yeah, the the Badger game was great. And just on a more local level, like I know UWL had their homecoming this weekend, just crushed Stevens Point. And I saw videos of the tailgate <laughs> and everything looked great. And then, um, you know, just across the river from where I am, Winona State had their homecoming too. And it was beautiful and undefeated Sioux Falls was in town and they knocked off undefeated Sioux Falls. It was national rank. So oh, an excellent, what a homecoming. I, I know, I, I think a lot of teams just had a great weekend of football. I had a wedding on Saturday. Uh, which was fine. I, I did some good boogieing, but uh, I was unable to watch. I watched a little bit of the Badgers. I watched it first half and then, you know, some of the second half on my phone. They, I was trying not to be rude. They played fantastic. They played fantastic. They had a good game plan. Um, defense let up a little bit in the second half, but um, they were still fun to watch. They uh, seemed more like a Badger team than I was used to seeing. Sweet. Uh, Braylon Allen broke some good runs, and it was just fun to watch. Yeah, I agree with what I saw, which was mostly the first half. Uh, it was a blast to watch. And now that we have the cheat code of Grammar's rolling right, Ohio State has now been put on notice. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate the call. <laughs> See you, Grant. That's our friend Mike in Windsor, 608-796-2558. Kelly and Barnabelle texts in. She says, the Packers are soulless right now because they have no positive leadership and they're all afraid of Aaron Rodgers' criticism. All the negativity starts in the locker room. I think even Aaron Rodgers is afraid of Aaron Rodgers. They, yeah, there does seem to be this <laughs> this Edgar Allan Poe-like vibe around Rodgers, like in the press conference even. Uh, I mean, hell, even the way he was dressed, right? He got the big black robe slash cape, whatever. It, like, I don't even know. It looked pretty cool. I mean, kind of like a bathrobe, but I just wish I was the level of rich and famous where you, you can kind of wear whatever you want and it's on everyone else to figure it out. You know what I mean? There's this Edgar Allan Poe dark inevitability around Rodgers where he just doesn't really smile a whole lot. and He's not charged up. He's much more reserved. And I know everyone's wired differently and everyone leads and everyone plays in a different way, but I don't know. He's an, inter he's an interesting guy. He's a complicated fella, as Mark Murphy once said. Mark Murphy was very right. We should have listened to Mark Murphy. We were making fun of him at the time because we're like, Mark, shut up. We want him to come back and play quarterback for us. But Mark Murphy was correct. 
So retroactively, we apologize to Mark Murphy. Now, if he can only build us one more sledding hill in the title down district, he will have really done his job as chairman of the Packers. Let's take one more call before we take a break. 608-796-2558. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? This is Todd. How you doing? Todd, I am well. How are you doing today, Todd? Good. I just want to ask you a question. Is Mike McCarthy calling the plays for the Packers again? <laughs> What it feel, that's what's so frustrating is it feels like we're redoing all of the things that we did at the end with McCarthy, right? I hated those two-yard passes. They're behind the line of scrimmage passes. I hated them. My whole, ever since McCarthy's play call, I know it's back again. I saw a tweet today about there was a, a really, really high percentage for the Packers' passes. We're going behind the line of scrimmage. I don't see if I can dig it up, but it seemed like every other pass was behind the line of scrimmage. And first and 10 would turn into second and 13 because Aaron Jones would get popped and, and tackled for a loss. And for Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he should be no matter what wide receivers are out there. He's the MVP of the NFL. He should be good with any wide receiver. Yeah. I'm not asking him to light the world on fire with Romeo Dobbs and Sammy Watkins, but Daniel Jones is Daniel Jones looks incredible. And he's playing with wide receivers. I've, I've actually never heard of. Like, I have to, I look at the box score, I'm like, who are these? They don't seem like they're real players. So, again, I'm not asking Aaron Rodgers to put up 45 points every week, but we need to be a little bit more competent. We need to find a way to just scratch some drives together, score some points, and take advantage of games against bad teams, Todd, like the Patriots and the Giants and the Jets and the Commanders, for God's sake. Yeah. <sighs> well, thank you for the call, Todd. Throwing the ball. They got to start throwing the ball deep, dudes. Thank you. Yeah, Todd, I appreciate it. They got to get better at throwing the ball deep. I don't know. It seems like they have deep shots that have no prayer, or they're throwing the ball behind the line of scrimmage, and those have not a prayer of being converted. I'm trying to find the stat that I saw. Can you guys give me 15 seconds? I'm going to type something in. Aaron Rodgers behind. <laughs> no context. Wisco Sports Show. Grant's Googling Aaron Rodgers behind. Okay, Zach Cruz. Maybe this is what I saw. Aaron Rodgers' average depth of target from a clean pocket was four yards on Sunday. Ten of his 35 attempts were behind the line of scrimmage. And ten throw, and those 10 throws gained 29 yards. Just not good at all. I don't know. You watch Geno Smith. They're attacking the middle of the field. They're getting... Their younger wide receivers and Lockett and Metcalf are much more experienced, but they're helping Geno Smith and some of these lesser wide receivers by running easier routes, running more simple concepts over the middle of the field. And it's just not something that Rodgers likes to do. And as we've heard from Matt LaFleur a couple of times in the last two weeks or so, if it's not something Aaron Rodgers is comfortable doing, Matt LaFleur is not going to call it. And I guess I understand that, but we also need to find a way to get Aaron Rodgers comfortable with some other concepts because the concepts they're running right now just aren't working. Lou is in Madison who texts me in all caps, and it's my favorite thing in the world, and I'm going to read it in his voice. Sorry, Travis. We are going to get our butt handed to us. We will lose by at least 20. This season is over. The sooner we realize that, the sooner we can start the healing process. (laughs) Thanks, Lou. I think they're going to lose in Buffalo. I just think they're going to look really good. I think they're going to play the best game of the season, and they're going to lose anyway because that's how good Buffalo is. Jason on Lower Tanner Lake. When is the last time the Packers defense has gotten an unnecessary roughness penalty? They arm tackle everyone. Can we can we get Chuck Cecil out of retirement? Yeah, you're right. We need to start racking up late late hits out of bounds. Unnecessary roughness. Nope, but I do understand what you mean, Jason. Because I watch the Niners, and the Niners are laying these big hits. And every once in a while, they get a, a 
unnecessary roughness penalty, and that's just kind of a byproduct of playing a hard-hitting brand of defense. Packers don't hit anything hard, except for, except for, except for, I don't know. I, I was going to try to think of a joke. The Packers don't hit anything hard, except for their Halloween party. They'll probably hit that. Eh, that was lame. Uh, the Packers don't hit anything hard, except they hit, I don't know. I'm struggling. Anyone got any ideas? 608-796-2558. Twitter at Wisco Grant. Let's take a five-minute break. Wisco Sports Show back after this. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show talking a lot about the Packers today I tweeted before the show started at Wisco Grant a link to listen and I said let's just laugh at the Packers together do you need me to explain what's going on right now with this team no I've we've seen it for three straight weeks I think we're well aware we're not breaking new ground today we're just we're laughing at the expense of our team well if you're gonna lose games we're, we're gonna laugh at you we're gonna use it as entertainment because I am not letting yesterday's loss ruin my week. I'm not I'm not allowing the Packers to bring down my vibes. I had a bad enough of a hangover yesterday. I was at a wedding on Saturday. I was driving back from Minneapolis yesterday afternoon, and I thought, oh, my goodness, I'll just listen to the Packer game on the way. That'll be a good time. That'll make my drive go quickly. <laughs> I rather would have sat in silence. A couple of texts here. Firefighter Greg, the Packers should hit it hard like Mike McCarthy at the Hotel Buffet. Well, that needs... No addition. I think you said it all, Greg. DW and New Glarus. Grant, the Brewers offense hits harder than the Packers defense, and that's not saying much. Again, correct. I think you said it all. Eric on I-90 says, I'm very disappointed in Jerry Rice Jr. Point one fantasy points. I blame Mike Clemens. He talked me right into it, and I drafted him. Go Bucks. Uh, thank you, Eric. And lastly, Hector not Alaska. The Green Bay Packers aren't hard hitting, but that ayahuasca sure is. Does it hit hard or is that, is that a more slow-acting uh, drug? Does that take a little time? I don't know. We'll have to look into some research. FedEx Fred, you ever done ayahuasca? Can you tell if it's hard-hitting? What can you tell us about I, it? I have not. Okay. FedEx okay. doesn't allow you to do that. <laughs> All right. That's fine. That's, that's good to know. That's good to know. What's going on with you today? How was your weekend? Uh, not too bad. Just came back from the game. Just flew in today. Oh, you went to the game? Yes. What's the stadium like? It, uh, it's a dump. <laughs> okay. it, it's uh, it's worse than Soldier Field. Yeah. And I didn't think anything could get worse than that. So, would you ever been? But, did you guys plan a trip or something? Like, what's the story there? Uh, me and a me and a couple buddies just decided a couple weeks ago, like, hey, let's go. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, why not? No way they're gonna lose and in Washington. We went. <laughs> yeah. Well. I would have known they would have lost. We're going to lose to Washington. I would have went to the casino and blew my money on that. Yeah, really. Because this was, oh, man. I have never been sitting in a stadium and just heard silence from the home team going, how are we winning this game? Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Even their fans were in disbelief. So, uh, watching it in person was a thousand times worse than what I could imagine it being. Embarrassing. Yeah. Just 
I don't I don't get it, Grant. They can't how do they only put up seven points in the second half again? We lost like, to an XFL quarterback, a running back that got shot in the leg, and a coach that reminds me of Herman Munster. So I, I don't know how this happened. Yeah. I don't know. He, I I have nothing to add. It's it's almost mind boggling because we sat across we sat across from the Packers sideline and Lafleur just looked overwhelmed. Like he was like, I don't know what's going on. And Rodgers, the whole his whole entire demeanor, the whole entire game was just one of those of eh, you know. You ever work with a guy who's sixty and he's about ready to retire? Yep. And he's just going through the motions. That's what Aaron Rodgers looked like. Well, like I could get upset about this, but I'm not going to be here too much longer, so I really don't care. He reminds me that it's very similar to that CM Punk press conference that he did one time, where he's like, "I'm old, I'm hurt, and I work with effing children." Like that's he even looks like yep. CM Punk. Rogers looks like CM Punk, and every time he does a press, I'm like, "Man, this is just vibes are not good." No, no, and it was just you watch that whole entire sideline, that Packers sideline. Not a lot of talking, not a lot of communication going on. You know, players aren't coming over to talk to other players in this on the same uh, on offense or defense, and you're just sitting there like this looks this. where you have your special team players on one side, your defense is in the middle, and your offense is on all the way on the other end. And it was like, oh, oh, cool. So you guys are basically telling me I don't need to go spend my money anymore to come watch you guys play. Well, you guys don't care. That's the thing, Fred. And, and I'll wrap up by telling you this. Like I, I talked to a couple coworkers today who were Vikings fans. I'm like, oh, what do you think about your team? Because they were on by. They're they're fat and happy and cocky after this weekend. And I'm like, honestly, it doesn't really look like the Packers are all that into it. So if they're not into it, then I'm not going to lose sleep over this. That's a them problem. That's not a me problem. Yes. Yep, and as a Packer fan from here on out, it is 100% of them problems. They win, <laughs> they win. Yeah. Cool. They lose, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it because yeah. if they don't care, I don't care. This team is not an us problem. Thanks, Fred, for the call. Have a good night. <laughs> you too. FedEx Fred, 608-796-2558. Yeah, that CM Punk press conference clip is just too comparable to Rogers every time he talks. They both look the same. The black grease-backed hair, the beard with a couple of white stragglers in there where he's just like, I'm old, I'm tired, I'm hurt, and I work with effing children. That's what Rodgers looks like. But Rodgers knew that coming into this year. You know, that's what's frustrating. Looking around, he sees Romeo Dobbs. Randall Cobb is hurt. No way! Sammy Watkins is hurt. No, no, no way. Alan Lazard is hurt. What? No, he never gets hurt. No, are you kidding me? What a shock. Again, Rodgers knew what he was getting himself into this year. Some new young guys, new rotation on the offensive line. They're going to have to figure some things out at wide receiver. I guess, I don't know. I don't really feel too bad for him. He got a big pay boost. He got security with the organization. He's really in control of his future. He knew who he was getting into. I just, I don't know. I think a lighter touch maybe is appropriate this year. Have fun with the guys. You know, if you're going to lose games and struggle on offense, you at least got to keep it light and the energy's got to be better. I mean, Fred was at the game. He said, yeah, no one on the bench is talking. The vibes suck. I can see that from home. I could hear that on the radio yesterday. I wasn't even watching for long stretches of this game. I was just listening to the Packers radio network. 
with Wayne and Larry and John Kuhn, who always sounds like he's in a hurricane down on the sideline. <laughs> yeah, Wayne, I'm down here on the Packers bench. It's like, dude, you're not, you're not in Tampa Bay during a hurricane. You're just, you're on the sideline, John. It's not that loud. Take it easy. Vinny, let's take a text here before we take a break. He says, so I take it you're not buying the run the table post-game comment? That's rhetorical, by the way. You know, I actually feel pretty good about the Packers' chances in Buffalo. I feel like they're going to play really well. And we can talk about that at some point between now and 6 o'clock. I don't think they're going to win. But I think the Packers are going to play the best game of their season on Sunday night. And it will probably be wasted. Here's, Here's how I'll put it. The game that the Packers will play on Sunday night will be a good enough game and would have been a good enough game to beat the the Patriots going away, the Jets, the Giants, and the Commanders. If the Packers would have played the game that they will play against the Bills, if that makes sense, the last three weeks, then they would have won three in a row. But I think what's frustrating is the Packers are going to play this awesome game on Sunday night, look buttoned up, look dialed in, look motivated, and they're going to lose anyways because Buffalo is really, really good. Now, if the Packers roll into Buffalo on Sunday night and they look lifeless from the start, and the vibes are low, th- then uh, th- then I don't know what we're going to do with this team, right? It- it's one thing to not really have get up and go. It's one thing to not have much heart, but you lose to New York, New York, and then the commanders who are an embarrassment. You're embarrassed for three weeks in a row, and then people spend an entire week talking about how you're going to get blasted by the Bills, and you're such a disappointment, and you suck, and you stink, and you're no good, and then you still come out in Buffalo on Sunday night in primetime, and you're dead from the start, well, then I'll actually be scared about this team. Scared in in a different way. They're terrible right now. They're not good. But if you can't scrap yourself together and put together a respectable effort on Sunday night, then then I don't know. Then you shouldn't be in the National Football League. How does that sound? Let's talk to uh, a newly named caller, formerly known as Cone Roller, now Corn Roller on Twitter. Did I miss something? Why did that happen, Corn? Hey, Grant, this is Corn. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So some, somebody called into a post-game show saying that all I do is blindly defend Rodgers, and he referred to me as Corn Roller. So from here on out, I'm, I'm going to be Corn Roller. I, uh, I think you fairly defend Aaron Rodgers because, we're, 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 I mean, it's just like politics, Corn. We're too nuts. We're too extreme. It's not enough to just say, hey, Rodgers should play a little better. No, 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 no. If you criticize Rodgers, well, then, then you got to be a Jordan Love guy, and Rodgers is the worst human ever. I, I think you actually do a pretty good job of, of keeping it right down the middle. Thank you. That's kind of where, that's where I reside on most things. You that's know, where I'm trying middle. to live. That's what I strive for. That's what I'm trying for. Well, you know, I think you do a good job of it. And oh, um, kind of to your point where you were saying this team is just dead, they need like a pizza party or an outdoor <laughs> pool day. Something yeah. that would, you know, just bring fresh vibes to the, to, to the team. I mean, they're dead. Let's they get a party going or something. They need a pizza party. Well, that's what works in today's modern workplace. They say a pizza party is actually more motivating than a pay raise. Have you seen those stories? Yeah. I wonder who's putting those out. Maybe like the 65-year-old executives that, you know, don't want to pay anybody. Where where did that story come out? I'm going to look up pizza party on Twitter. Who? It was some, I don't know if it was Vox or Bloomberg or whatever it was, but. Now I want to try to find that. But, yeah, I think a pizza party would be good for the Packers, personally. Yeah. I mean, not that they've done anything to earn it, but, you know, maybe just, hey, if you guys play really well against Buffalo and you behave, Matt and Mark Murphy will throw you a pizza party. (laughs) Oh, my God. 
But it is something lame that the Packers would do. I'm not going to lie. What is what is Matt LaFleur's deal? I, I, I'm not going to say his players don't respect him, but he's just not an intimidating-looking guy. I, I just, I, I don't know. Can you c- close your eyes and try to picture him in the locker room lighting up his guys and getting them going? I just, I can't picture it. Yeah, I can't either. And anytime I do try to picture it, I just, like, imagine him getting up to the the podium and like having just a big voice crack or some embarrassing moment uh, oh, yeah, to, yeah. when addressing this team. Yeah. Um, by the way, something I saved today and, and I know that you bring up Cowherd. We're both Cowherd uh, fans. I saw occasionally you'll tweet about Cowherd. I saved this quote that Cowherd's really leaning into about Aaron Rodgers. And as a, a Rodgers defender, do you have anything to say about these words from Cowherd? Aaron's a bailer. He's not a baller. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. He's, That's tough. He, he's, I can't. He's too proud of that. He is. <laughs> a little bit. It's kind of, but that coward. I mean, if, yeah. whenever he's right on his take, he'll he'll gloat about that for the next two seasons. Hammer it. So, Hammer it. you know, it's par for the course with coward, but it's really, it's like a civil war with me, you know, when one of my guys, Colin Coward, is going against my other guy, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. What side do I take? That's a tough play. Oh, by the way, and I don't know if this is intentional, but speaking of uh, Civil War, did you watch the House of the Dragons finale, and would you like to give a review without spoiling anything for our our, our friends who may have not seen the episode yet? Yeah, I did watch it last night went right when it dropped. Um, I thought it was, you know, a really good episode. Um, I wish it was almost like the second-to-last episode of the season. Yeah. Just because I, I feel like, you know, we're going to have to wait another almost two years for, you know, kind of the next step. So, you know, I wish it was, you know, maybe the penultimate episode, but I'd give it a solid, like, you know, seven and a half, eight. Rhaenyra's kids are a bunch of knobs and they actually kind of remind me of Matt (laughs) LaFleur. I think they're Mike and Matt LaFleur. Yeah, seriously. I don't mean Mike LaFleur, but Mike LaFleur's an offensive coordinator. So he's like better at his job because he doesn't have to do the motivation stuff that Robert Sala can do. And then are like Allison's kids like the Shanahan? Maybe. That's actually not a bad take. Now I need to think about this and flush this out. Maybe we'll revisit this in, in the days to come. Yeah, maybe when it's a slow week or something, we can really dive into this. The next time the Packers get blown out and we have to talk about them stinking again, we'll just do like a which which Game of Thrones or House of Dragons character is which Packer. Maybe we can do that. Because if the season keeps going like this, we're going to need content. That'd be kind of fun. So, yeah, I'm down. Fun. All right. Thanks, Cone. Corn. Excuse me. I appreciate you. Corn. It's corn. Yep. Come on. Yeah, corn. All right. Thanks, Grant. Yeah, that is corn. Corn roller on Twitter. Okay. I saw him tweeting about House of the Dragon last night. Good episode. Fairly predictable how that was going to end. The vibes were just crying out that it was going to go that way. And I don't want to spoil anything. Um, You could just feel it coming. I think those of you who saw it last night would probably agree with me. 608-796-2558. Let's take a break. We'll come back and wrap up the first hour of the Wisco Sports Show. Coming up next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. 
couple minutes to kill here before we got to take a break at 5 o'clock. Get an update from our friend Zach Heilprin, the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Reese texts in. He says, didn't Rodgers say he didn't want to be part of a rebuild? Seems like that is what is happening. Yeah, I don't know if they're intentionally rebuilding. I mean, when was the last time the defense had this much talent on it? I actually think the offensive line is... I think the offensive line is good. I think up until this point, they have managed it very poorly. Wow, stop me if you've heard that before about a position group on the Packers. Zach Tom was really good yesterday. Wow, imagine that. Maybe we shouldn't have been messing around with Royce Newman for as long as we did. Why does it take six games for this team to decide anything? You know what I mean? Like, man, if Matt LaFleur was served a plate of raw chicken, he would eat half of it before realizing it was raw. It's like, hmm, I don't know. I'm going to need a little bit more giving himself food poisoning. Uh, Nope. Yep, this is raw after he ate half of it. That's that's how Matt LaFleur would operate. I don't understand why it takes him so long to figure out things, whether it be the alignment of the offensive line or coordinators or whatever. It's a long list. I don't know. I, I, I It would be interesting if you gave truth serum to Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers, and Brian Gutekinds, sat down with all of them separately and asked them about the place of this team and where they are relative to the rest of the league. And maybe Brian Gutekinds would say, actually, we're kind of sneaky rebuilding. Matt LaFleur would say, eh, I think we're rebuilding. What Aaron Rodgers would say. It'd be interesting to get their takes on all that. Maybe we could talk about that more coming up next. I like that idea, Reese. Wisco Sports Show, back in two minutes after this Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network update. is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. Couple of takes surrounding the season finale of House of the Dragon coming in. I won't spoil anything from you. Uh, one text from Bert says too many birthing scenes. Yeah, why did we have so many, so many birth scenes? And for the ladies that are listening, you know, I have, I have no problem with birth. It's a beautiful process of the human body. I don't, I don't know if I need to watch it on TV. And none of these birthing scenes are successful. Can we have one that just goes smoothly? Can we do one of those? Like, hey, here's the episode where a child is born and there's no drama at all. Uh, there was some drama last night, again, not to spoil, involving children and dragons. Maybe might I suggest we just don't let the children ride the dragons, maybe. Maybe let's establish a, a firm, hard and fast, you know, kids can't drive until they're 16. Dragons can breathe fire. My Toyota Camry could not breathe fire. So maybe let's bump that up to a hefty 21. You know, you, you can't drive the dragon until you're 21. You know, maybe a year with a learner's permit, like... 
seem to be some issues here. It's like the Packers. Maybe let's not rely on the fourth round rookie to catch the ball on third and two in traffic. Okay, shoot, he dropped it. Don't drop it, Romeo Dobbs, but maybe let's just not throw him the ball. Let's throw it to someone else who will run the ball. You know, there's an incident on the dragon. Oh, no, maybe we shouldn't have let the 19-year-old drive the dragon around, especially in a thunderstorm. Seems like a poor idea. Again, not spoiling anything. But a lot of parallels here between House of the Dragon and the Packers. And it's a good thing, too, because as the Packers continue to lose, I'm running out of ways to say they suck. So I'm going to need to pull from House of the Dragon a little bit more if they keep losing like this. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. You can call and chat Packers with me. I would love it because, again, I'm running out of ways to say they stink. So I would appreciate your help. 608-796-2558. Mike in Eau Claire is here. Mike, what's going on? How are you? Hey, Grant. Hey, good afternoon. I'm heartbroken. I'm a heartbroken little Packer fan, but I've been wondering something for a while. And I wanted to ask somebody that from Packer Nation like you are that, that knows a lot about the Packers. Do you think the fact that we're a small market team and the only team in the NFL without an owner hurts us? Do you think if we had like a cocky billionaire that could just do whatever he wants, throw his money around and say, we will get this player, we will do this, do you think that would help the Packers? Because I think they're so worried about losing a little money. And I'm just curious, do you think that hurts us? I think it probably hurts them sometimes, and I think it's probably a good thing sometimes. Because for every Matthew Stafford trade that is made that wins the team a Super Bowl, those trades are really rare. Like, more often than not, it's the Panthers who are trying to go all in and just lighting money on fire with David Tepper, who's obviously super, uber, uber, uber rich and is just trying to buy his way into winning, but it's a process and he doesn't seem to get that right. Like, you see what the Waltons are now doing with the Broncos, and I don't understand completely the timing of the sale and everything, but the Broncos, obviously, the Paytons, and now the Waltons, lots of money there. They, let's go get Russell Wilson. Well, that's going terribly, So I think maybe there are times, Mike, where the Packers could use the help of a strong-willed owner to get a player. But I think for for every chance like that, there's probably three or four times where it's maybe a good thing the Packers don't have an owner because a lot of those trades for for veterans or for high-priced players, they just don't work as often as I think we sometimes think they do. Yeah. And my next point, or next thing I want to talk about is that the last time we really got a shook up and got a big market player, was it Reggie White? I mean, and that mm. turned our franchise and turned the Packers around. I don't, I can't think of anybody that's that big at that time. That was amazing. We were getting Reggie White to Green Bay, little Green Bay, and we haven't had anything. And I'm wondering if there's going to be a shakeup, if we're going to fire our defensive coordinator, if we're going to pick up a, a frontline wide receiver, if we're going to make some trades, when do you think that'll happen? Well, here's the thing. Joe Barry is not a good defensive coordinator. The problem is I don't know how Matt LaFleur can fire him because if he fires Joe Barry, all of his defensive players are going to say, okay, Matt, you scored seven points through the first three quarters. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like the defense stinks, but the offense stinks too. The offense might stink even worse. So I just don't know how Matt LaFleur as the offensive guy is in a position right now to fire his defensive coordinator because his offense is worse. Yeah, but we spent all our time and resources on defense. Yeah. We should have, on paper, we've got a great defense. We've I got, agree. you know, first-round draft choices all over on that defense. We should be dominant. Maybe if they had a different coach, they'd be dominant. I think and on dominant. offense, yeah. we've got we've got nobody at wide receiver. Well, if I was 17, I could play for him. We need somebody to catch the ball. We need a receiver. We need, we need to bail Aaron out. And I think 
it just didn't work. It just didn't come. We didn't pull any magic out of our hats with these two draft choices. And if we don't do something about somebody getting open downfield, I think our season is pretty, pretty shot, and that sucks. Yeah, it's, it it's not in a good spot. I, I wonder, Mike, and, and this is the most disappointing thing, is you look back through the last couple of years and all the decisions that the Packers have made and, you know, all of the, the things that have happened, like David Bakhtiari's injury and how that's impacted the team over the years. You know, it, it's been a roller coaster with him and how that impacted the team two years ago and last year. You know, the thing that really jumps out to me is all of these drafts where the Packers just elected to not really go after wide receivers. And it's not just... 2020 and 2021 it's all the way back to 2015 2016 they had that draft where they took Jamon Moore MVS and Equinemia St. Brown but those are guys in the fourth fifth sixth round they have never yeah they've never used any even second or third round picks uh really up until Amari Rogers two years ago to to address wide receiver and I think they're really feeling that now it's just not a position they valued and they're really feeling it this season yeah, you know, the one of the most startling statistics is the number of first-round draft picks that Aaron Rodgers has thrown touchdowns to. Is I think one player, two touchdowns, and that's Big Dog. Yeah, I think it's that's a yeah. I think that's a a little overrated because you can get great guys in the second, and third round. Devontae Adams, a good second-round player, and I so the first-round thing can sometimes be a little overrated, but also, you know, it's not that complicated. The Bengals attacked wide receiver in the first and second round with Jamar Chase and T Higgins and look at their offense, right? Like teams, I know you don't have to take good players in the first or even in the second round, but that's where a lot of the good players come from. So I'm with you, Mike. I just want to say one more thing is that saving grace right now is that the NFC has got to suck it up. I mean, it's not that far fetched that we could be almost 500 and get a wild card berth at this rate. I mean, the, the South, the, I think three and two is the best record in the NFC South. Yeah. I mean, or three and four, excuse me. You know, I, that's one of our saving grades. But if we go into Buffalo and we pull the rabbit out of our hat, it'd be amazing. But I, I, I'm praying and hoping. But we'll see what happens. I'm still a Packer fan for life, you know? Me too. Thanks, Grant. Yeah, have a good night. That's Mike and Eau Claire. I, I agree. I hear a lot of calls to sports radio shows the last two weeks, especially today. You know, I was listening to Ebo's show this morning, and I don't, look, I'm not trying to call anyone out. You know, you fan the way you want to fan, but I heard some calls this morning. It's like, tell me why I should keep watching this team. It's like, well, you don't have to if you don't want. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't want to watch, don't watch. But this is how sports work. We follow our teams. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're bad. I think Packers fans especially are just really, really not suited for for their team being bad. Right? Was it... Tyrion in Game of Thrones, who had the line where he's like, I'm just not suited for imprisonment. I'm just not built for this. Packers fans are not built to watch a losing team because young Packer fans have never seen it before. So they're freaking out. This is all uncharted water for them. And the old Packer fans, all they want in the world is for the young Packer fans to understand what they went through in the 70s and the 80s. So the Packers have two bad games and old Packers fans were like, this is what it was like. But this is what it was like in the 70s and 80s. It's like, look, you guys stunk. I understand. I watch a lot of bad teams every year. It's not normally our team, but I, I get what the set. Jeez, calm down with the 70s and the 80s. Do you know how a Packers fan, um, do you know how you can tell if a Packers fan lived through the 70s and the 80s? Do you know how you can tell? Uh, they'll tell you immediately. It's like vegans. They will tell you without asking, without fail. Corey's in Marshall, 608-796-2558. What's up, Corey? Welcome to the show. 
How you doing, Grant? I'm doing good. I was getting a good chuckle of this because usually I'm I'm impressed we've reached the firing the defensive coordinator station (laughs) uh, portion of the Packers season already. Yeah. It's actually pretty impressive it's been this long that we're already seven games into it. Usually it's like the first half of the first game. So we've we've reached that mark already. So I'm going to push back on a few things and agree on a few things. Okay. I would say a question to ponder. What is the most important statistic of a defense in the NFL? Um, well, if you think it's, I, I'm not sure. If you think it's turnovers, then this defense isn't faring very well. I don't know. What do you think the most important stat is? You tell me. I'd say points per game. Okay. Yep. Because what do they, what do they measure? I mean, I'm being kind of flipping, I guess, and fantastic, but. No, you're good. You know, you're measuring your, your wins and losses by points per game, right? Mm-hmm. So I'd push back that Joe Barry, I'm not saying he's some kind of juggernaut, but I'd also push back on that they're a bad quote-unquote defense. Like, when I think a bad defense, I think back to 20, let me think, 2011, when the Packers were like almost 15-1, and one, but they were giving up like a gazillion points per game. Yeah, like 35 And that points. came back and bit them right been him really bad in the playoffs. I was at that game, and it was awful to watch. Like, you had Eli Manning throwing up Hail Marys and completing passes at the end of the first half. That's a bad defense yeah. when you're just giving up poo points. This defense, it's not flashy, but if you look at the points per game, and I calculated it out today, because I was listening to Rowdy and Evil talk about this, too. Yeah. If you, if you really look at how many points they've given up per game, it's like roughly about 19 points a game. Right? The yeah. special teams has given up given up a touchdown. You look at the defense, they've given up about 140 points. In the modern-day NFL, you should be able to win almost every one of those games if you have a competent offense, which is what you've been pointing to. I think that's the biggest problem of this team, which we're all discussing, obviously. Agreed. But it goes to your question about when you look at your house and you have to move everything, and I've been there before, where you're like, wow, this is like a mountain of stuff. Yeah, it or hits, you, it hits like, you real quick. Yeah. yeah. Well, I had to clean out my help clean out my parents' house after we were selling it. There's 50 years worth of accumulated stuff. And you look at a basement, and you're like, "Where do I even start?" Yeah. Well, it's like eating an elephant. How do you do it? One bite at a time. One bite at a time. Yeah. And I'll say this: that the offensive line play was improved. Rogers wasn't running for his life every play, so that was a good thing to take off. Problem is, I think Rogers is stubborn right now. Mm-hmm. And I think, firstly, I think his thumb is worse than it is because this reminds me of 99. Stood on, this is Uncle Corey talking here. This reminds me of 99. Yeah. When Brett Favre has screwed up his thumb, and he did not look like the same player. That was like the nightmare year of Ray Rose. They went 8-8. Eight eight. It was a lot like this. Yeah. It was a lot of really inconsistent. Pulling your hair out. What the F is going on on the field? And I don't recall if he ever really ever really completely healed that thumb. But it feels a lot of the same way that when you see Rodgers chucking these passes where you're like, this is so far off. And then you have wide receivers that don't get the best separation because they're young wide receivers. And they maybe aren't, I will not say they're not talented. Simply they just don't have the experience right now. And when you got combine that with a quarterback that is not very accurate because it's, I think, as an injured thumb, and he's stubborn about it, which is his fault, right? I don't. I think that he's afraid that of losing his job. Quite frankly, I don't know why that would be. That doesn't make sense to me. But 
I'm trying to figure out what the hell is going on, and that's the only thing I can think of when you're when you're really parsing down. So, started with the offensive line. They've kind of improved that. They stabilized that a little bit. Yeah. I'm putting you to sleep. I'm sorry because I'm kind of like uh, soliloquy. But no, 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 not at all. They, they, <laughs> they need to improve and use the players that are their best players. And you said Aaron Jones got used a lot, kind of, to an extent they used him in the passing game. I would like them to see them incorporate him in the run a lot more. I thought they had some good success on their outside toss plays yesterday with Aaron Jones. And part of the problem was that they would get in these down and distance situations where it really wasn't tenable to do that because yeah. they get these dumbass holding calls, you know, yeah. on, uh, on the offensive line. A couple bad uh, situations or a uh, uh, illegal formation, which was like they had so many you know, of those. And yesterday, one was Lazard. One like they they weren't rookies that were getting those illegal procedure, illegal motion penalties. It was the veterans who were racking up those penalties yesterday. And so then you wonder, like, okay, why is there this lack of concentration and lack of attention to detail? Right? I don't know why, but that seems to be. Because that's when, you know, when you have a bad day at work, whatever, or you have a bad, like, most likely because you didn't pay attention to the details or you had a project that went wrong. It's the little things, as Al Scooper said. It's the little things in life. And I don't know if they're just not doing the little things in practice. You know, they always keep saying they have good practices, as you point out, right? But it's not translating to a play on the field. No, it's not. And they don't seem to deal very well with adversity. So... We've identified the problems that are the solutions. Yeah. We're all about finding solutions, right? They got 10 games left. They ain't canceling the season. And the no. draft is until spring. I wish they so they got to do what they got to do right now because you don't want to just give up a season with your paying $50 million to a guy, to one guy on your team. No, I, I, have, I agree with you, Corey. You know what I, I'm yeah, go ahead. Sorry. There's not an easy answer is what I'm saying, which you pointed out. Yeah. Um, so go ahead. Sorry, I interrupted. No, I, I was just going to say, and and I appreciate the call, Corey. I think what you did was give us a really good outline of, you know, like you said at the beginning, I'm going to push back on some things and I'm going to agree on some things. What you said about the defense is they haven't been that bad. I, I agree. They've been a they've been a good defense, good to very good. Problem is when you invest all these resources into a defense, you need it to be great, right? They don't. They don't need this defense to be good or very good. They need this defense to occasionally win them a game. And I give this defense a ton of credit. This defense won them a game in Tampa, right? This defense did well enough to win them other games that the offense, like, let get away. I think the defense was good enough week one, although it looked bad, right, with the Justin Jefferson big plays over the middle. This defense has been good. I'm not saying this defense has been bad. I'm saying this defense has underperformed for the amount of talent that they have. Right. And Corey, I think you did a good job of outlining, man, this person's not doing their job. This person's not doing their job. And then on a play where everyone did their job and it worked out, well, then there's a penalty. And it just doesn't seem like the season's getting off the runway. And they're going to have to attack a lot of these issues and really fix them fast. And hopefully the bills on the schedule is the thing that kicks them in the ass and gets them to do that. We'll see. Let's talk to David really quick before we take this break. 608-796-2558. David, welcome. What's up? Hey, hello. Well, we will have our Sundays free. Yeah, I think a lot of people went to the pumpkin patch with their wife this weekend. It's like, all right, this is this is the right weekend. Not a lot of good games. Packers aren't playing well. Let's go to the pumpkin patch, or let's go buy some apple cider. You know, do all those things. So, what, what do you like? Since since we're not going to have R E L A X 
Do you like P-A-N-I-C? Do you like, um, I don't know, there have to be other things we can say besides that. Uh, well, and it's, like it's funny because I was watching Rogers. Yeah, Rogers Presser last night. I think somebody even asked him, like, is there a word or something? That's like, give, give us the clip. Give us the quote. You know what I mean? And I just, I don't know if they have one right now. Well, I just wanted to tell you, Grant, if he had been, if he had come to the summer practices and picked up those uh, brand new rookies, wide receivers, we wouldn't be in this situation. Are you being serious? God, no, I'm being fantastic as hell. <laughs> I was going to so, say. Oh, my God. There are God. so many things you can blame it on. But one thing I will say about this period of time, these last, this year and the prior two years, is that, sadly, Bakhtiari's injury, I believe, cost us two real opportunities to be in the Super Bowl. And, you know, this year, uh, I, I, I can't see him coming back, I think. You know, what are we going to do, play him every other week? It's sad. It's not his fault. For whatever reason, it was such a severe injury or it wasn't properly handled, whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, losing him has really had a domino effect on on so much. And, you know, yesterday, to, to find out on Saturday that he might not be playing on Sunday after they had already made certain adjustments... I'm curious if you know or if anybody knows, how did he grade during the games that he played? Bakhtiari? Yeah. Well, last weekend he was very good. And I don't know how he graded, but if you go back and you watch the clips and you read, like, there's so many Packers bloggers. All this stuff is really easy to find on the Packers because there's so many people that like writing and, and covering the Packers online for a hobby, which I am thankful for. Uh, sometimes the masses get a little bit obnoxious with their opinions because a lot of their opinions suck, but that's either here or there. Bakhtiari was really good last week. He was one of their better offensive linemen. Elton Jenkins, not so much. But if he's playing guard like he was yesterday, that's not as big of a deal. The offensive line only gave up one pressure yesterday, even without Bakhtiari in there, who, like I said, had been playing pretty well. Yeah, they were just getting the ball out. They, You know, saying that the offensive line played well yesterday, they knew they were in trouble and they didn't have any long plays. But yeah, look, anyway, uh, it's going to be it's going to be crushing for this fan base after our expectations. Because you can count me among those who thought that this defense would be dominating. And right now, I can say the defense is they're better. The special teams are sometimes a little better and sometimes a little worse. And can't even imagine Amari Rogers makes it the next Sunday. You know, maybe we'll talk about this next, David. Am I nuts for thinking that Amari Rogers gets a really bad rep because they ask him to be the returner and he stinks at it? But when he's out there on offense, he occasionally makes a half decent play. I know he dropped a touchdown yesterday, but he also made a couple of nice plays. Well, nobody no. wants, no team wants to admit that they blew it on a third round pick. But, uh, and, you know, it looked like he had really good bloodlines. Looked like he was going to be, you know, version two of Cobb and nothing like that. So uh, I, I still can't, I, I have a hard time blaming Gutekunst except for one thing that I think is blaring. Yes. And that is 
he must have he had to do more to replace our wide receiver. He had Just, to do something, had, something, period, I think. He barely yeah. did anything at all, except some, you know, later-round rookies. I know Watson was the second-round pick, but still. Yeah. He had to bring somebody in, and that's just becoming so obvious. All right, but David. the other thing is... Yeah, go ahead. The other thing is the offensive line. Anyway, yeah, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking. I still say it has to do with Rodgers not coming in for the summer. That would have made all the difference in the world, don't you think? You know, I, I'm I'm agreeing with you. I don't think him coming to OTAs would have really made a difference. Um, I I, don't, I think it's peanuts. I think it's I think it's small potatoes. I'd like his attitude to be a little bit better. I just like the general aura and the vibes of everything to be a little bit better. But again, I I don't I'm not claiming that OTAs and the lack of OTAs for Aaron Rodgers is what sunk this team. Let's take a break really quickly. Three minutes. We are, as Bill Michaels would say, woefully late for a break. We'll be back in three minutes on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. This is going to have to be a quick segment. Uh, we went a little long, but the calls were coming in. The takes were good. It was nice to hear from Corey and Marshall. David, it had been a while. I thought David had done the heel turn of all heel turns and gone anti-Aaron Rodgers. Never thought I'd see the day. And I guess that day might come, but that day is not today. David just throwing some sarcasm, which I love. I'm on Twitter, at Wisco Grant. Uh, If you have some time and you want to get messy on Twitter, I really can't stand this Bruce Irons Packer account. God, every take is trash. This tweet right here couple ill-timed penalties and one bad special teams play are all that made the Packers three and four instead of six and one. Yeah, that's what did it. Yeah, yeah, sure. It was a couple penalties. Those dang refs, they're out to get us. Yep, no, you got it, buddy. That's good Twitter account. Good takes. Daniel is in Toma. Or do I, is that who I have? I'm sorry. Am I wrong? Is this Daniel in Toma? Yeah, Daniel in Madison, actually. <sighs> Uh, I'm going to quit. I'm going to retire. I'm sorry, Daniel and Madison. What's going on? Well, you know, not too much. Just another Packer Monday. Yeah, I'm running out of things to say. This is this is the problem, is when the Packers lose, normally it makes for a great show because people are fired up and they're ready to go. But the problem is they've won three or they've lost three weeks in a row and all of the losses have been similar. So I'm running out of things to say about them. Well, here's maybe uh, another thing that you can add to the list of things to say. Are we downplaying the loss of Marquez Valdez Scantling? Yes. Yes. Like, I think, I think that's huge. I think Uh, MVS is going to be a really nice receiver for the chiefs for the next couple of years, because I think the chiefs are going to use him correctly. The Packers used him as Deshaun Jackson, like run deep routes. And that's all you're going to do. And I think that was such a waste of him. And I think he's going to be a lot better in Kansas city. And we're going to have to watch it. Well, and I don't even I don't even think that the Packers used him all that wrong because I think he was really effective in what he did, which was, um, I mean, on seventy to eighty percent of plays he was a decoy, and defenses bit on it every single time. That's why Devontae was so open all the time. I mean, obviously with he's also a, a fantastic route runner, but yeah. you know, like defenses were actually scared of the deep ball, whereas now they're 
for the most part, they're just letting him throw it over the top, and he's not hitting on them. You know, uh, we're they got one on one down the field. It's just no one, no one respects the deep ball from Rodgers or the ability of the receivers to get to that spot uh, where they kind of did last year. So everyone wants to compare the Chiefs and the Packers because they both traded away and and great wide receiver, right? They both have an all-time great quarterback. A a couple of things on the Chiefs-Packers comparisons. Mahomes is so much better than Rodgers is right now, and part of that is age. A big part of that is age, I should say. Like, it's it's mostly age, right? Like, if Rodgers is Mahomes' age, I, I think it would be different. Mahomes is younger and better. I think Andy Reid is a better coach than Matt LaFleur right now. But what's frustrating is the Chiefs actually brought in bona fide, experienced, seasoned veteran wide receivers. They brought in Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquez Valdez-Scaling. They just got all the hyphenated guys. And in addition to that, right, they had Meikle Hardman, who had been there, and they drafted Sky Moore. The Packers just drafted two rookies and brought in Sammy Watkins, who's hurt all the time, and said, all right, there we go. And I think if the Packers maybe would have signed a Juju type or an MVS type, right? Maybe not elite free agent wide receivers, but just somebody who's a a competent business professional. Maybe this would be going slightly differently. It might, but the Packers don't do that. And they really haven't since, I mean, maybe Reggie White was the last one. Like major, maybe Charles Woodson, I guess, would be like major free agent signings. I I just, you don't see them uh, from the Packers, at least not the big names. So, I, I don't. I don't know. I feel like you kind of grasp at straws if you're ever expecting there to be like a big move made by a Packer GM. They're, I think they're kind of content, kind of with similar to the Brewers, content to at least be relevant. Yeah, they're always going to be relevant because they're the Packers. The Packers are very much a bites at the apple team too. Like they are taking a very similar approach to the Brewers. They're just not saying it out loud. And I still can't believe that David Stearns let that come out of his mouth and told the fans that that's what he was doing. But that's a him problem. That's not a me problem. Yep. Yeah. Thanks, Daniel. Absolutely. In Madison, not in Tome. I appreciate that. I won't make that yep. mistake again. <laughs> Bye. Have a good night. That is Daniel in Madison. I got to be better. That's tough. I feel like I let Daniel down. Eric on I-90 says, Ernest McSorley would not give up this easily. Eric, what percentage of people listening right now do you think know who that is? <laughs> he also just texted and said, Exxon Valdez scale. How, how many people, what percentage of people listening do you think, who, how, what percentage of listeners do you think knows who Ernest McSorley is? It's the wily grandfather of Trace McSorley. No, I know who that is. I'm curious as to, if you know who that is, text in 608-796-2558. Ernest McSorley, if you know who that is, text in. Let's take a five-minute break. We'll come back next on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Tomorrow we're going to talk with Mike Clemens. Get his thoughts and what he's hearing in Green Bay. He's at the press conferences. He's in the halls at 1265. He's always grabbing guys. Hey, can I talk to you for a sec? Hey, can you tell me about this? So he's doing reporting work in Green Bay. We'll talk with him tomorrow. Ty Dunn of Go Long. It's his own long-form journalism format. He used to be a Bleacher Report. And I think, although I'm not 100% sure, I think he was on the Packers beat at one point. I think it was through the Journal Sentinel, but I'm not 100% sure. But he's a great guest. He comes on the show every once in a while. He's got a new book out. 
about tight ends. Uh, it's called Blood and Guts. It's how the tight end position changed football. And I love it. And I want to talk about his new book with him. Uh, as well as, of course, what's going on with the Packers, because he has plenty to say as somebody who used to cover the team. Okay, before the break, before we get back into the Packers, uh, Eric on I-90 said, Ernest McSorley would not give up this easy. And I said, if you know who that is, text in. Um, because I feel like most people don't know who that is. Uh, let's see here. Corn Roller, got it. RIP captain. Yep. Logan in the Dirty Mill says only McSorley I know is the former Penn State quarterback. And Jared and DeForest texted about something else, which we'll get to in a second. So there you go. You got one, Eric. Really good joke. Really playing to the crowd. You also just texted an Exxon Valdez scantling, which again is Big Joe. 608-796-2558. What's up, Big Joe? Do you know who Ernest McSorley is? The only Ernest that I know would be Ernest P. World, played by Jim Barney. He used to say, Ha Vern. Vern, 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 Vern. So I don't know. I don't know who that is. So we're really not making any that was, uh, God, Ernest was some of the best movies of my childhood, like the 80s and the 90s. There's like Ernest Goes to Jail, Ernest Scared Stupid, Ernest Saves Christmas. So it's like a Mr. Bean type character, like Mr. Kind, Bean makes kinda. a friend. If you, if you Google Jim Varney, you'd probably recognize Ernest if you saw him. Well, uh, there's a family... There. There's a Family Guy clip, though, that's hilarious, where uh, he brought back Jim Varney and he meant to bring back Jim Belushi. <laughs> well, that I know who I know who that is. Okay, I see. That's Ernest scared. I see now. This is a Mr. Bean type thing. Okay, well, now that we've talked about that really pressing matter, uh, R.I.P. Uh, R. to your Padres, by the way. Right. Now, the Phillies got hot at the right time, and that's sometimes all you need. I The World Series are going to be fun, Grant, and I just, I will say this, though. I think the Astros are going to win, though. I think they're the better team. The Phillies? Uh, no, the Astros. I do, too. Don't tell that to Ben Kenny. I really want to see the Phillies win because I want to see what kind of bender Ben goes on if his Phillies win at all. He'll, hey, he'll be drunker than Charlie. We'll put it that way. Holy <laughs> smokes. That's going to be tough to pull off. So, RIP to your Padres, uh, and we'll right. probably talk uh, about the World Series when it goes on. What did you think of our Packers yesterday? I will say this, Grant. I think that thumb of Aaron Rodgers, there's a lot more with that thumb that we need to know about. And some of your callers have said it best earlier. When you're hitting receivers in the knee, no. If you're a good quarterback like Rodgers claims that he is, you need to be hitting your receivers in stride. You need to be hitting them in the chest. Rodgers is just, I think what it is, he's just moody and pouty that he doesn't have Devontae Adams and that he's finding out that management's bigger than him. Um... I don't know. Okay, so Big Joe, just full transparency here. I'm trying sure, to ahead. not. I'm trying to not just complain about Rodgers, just to complain about him. I do agree that he's a little pouty. Like I think a change in demeanor could help this team. I just don't think it's going to happen. So right, and I yeah. think with Rodgers too, he wants this West Coast style offense because literally he'll st- he'll stab the ball, Grant, and it'll be all motion. He'll just be like, here. Give me the ball, and then he'll just get rid of it. Here, give me the ball, I'm going to get rid of it. Yeah. Um, by the way, one of your jokes earlier with the McSurley, one McSurley that I remember, Marty McSurley back in the day for NHL, played for the LA Kings. Uh, 93 Stanley Cup, got in trouble for having an illegal stick. The curve on his stick, because there's like a regulation for a stick that you can only have like a certain size. Of course. His curve on his stick was really bad. But the dude was an enforcer because his job was to protect Wayne Gretzky. That was what... What his job was. 
the curve, well. the curve of his stick. Nobody clip that out of context. Uh, the curve right. of his stick. Uh, yeah, Big Joe. Well, I appreciate the call. It's nice to hear from hey, everybody. He, Sorry about your Padres again. No, it's okay. Uh, Marty McSorley would be like the modern-day Happy Gilmore. Most times stunned in the penalty box, and probably the only guy to ever take on a ski and try to stab somebody. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Big Joe. Have a good night. Eric on I-90, even when he doesn't call, finds ways to derail this show. I shouldn't have brought up the text. Yeah, and Vinny got it right. It is He was a he was a seaman, a mariner, a sailor. Yes, correct. Jared and DeForest says, last week my concern was a three out of five, trending to a wild card, but could likely figure out how to win in time for a postseason run. Now I'm at level four. There are fatal flaws in uh, fatal flaws, and the playoffs are in serious question. The season is not over, but I've seen very little to hang my hat on going forward. I would love to be proved wrong. Yeah, what do the Packers do well? I know that's such a cliche, and I was listening to Cowherd earlier, too. He's like, name me one thing that the Packers are good at. It's like, okay, yeah, you're right. Damn it. It's not exactly an inventive take, I know, but he's right. Like, you talk about identity or having one thing that you can really hang your hat on, as Jared said. I don't know that the Packers have that. The Packers can run the ball fine like they can do a good job but so can the Badgers and we like Braylon Allen like we love Aaron Jones but you can't just hand the ball off 30 times a game to your lead back and march up and down the field right drives get derailed things happen you need to pass the ball and we're also paying 50 million a year to Aaron Rodgers I don't really love the idea of him just being Bart Houston although Bart Houston was an elite quarterback that beat LSU at Lambeau Field I don't love the idea of Aaron Rodgers just being this lump on a log that we're throwing $50 million out just to hand the ball to Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. 608-796-2558. Back to the phones. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Hello? Hello? Are you there? There, I gotcha. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That was on me. Yeah. Hey, I think that was on my end. I'm sorry about that. I was just about to hang up. I'm sorry. That's okay. Oh. Well, what's going on? Sorry, I'm sure you started to talk and then I cut you off. <laughs> yeah. No, that's okay. So this is Dave from Hoka. I got you. Dave from Hoka. I'm sorry about that, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first time caller, long time listener. Well, so, I'm, I'm sorry, by the way, brought, that, I've, you... that I've done such a poor job with your first call. I feel like I've really let you down no, and I haven't set you up well at all here, Dave. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. It's a Monday and it's raining out, right? Yeah, that's true. Packers stink. So you brought up McSorley, and it was something I was going to call you about, get off of the sports thing. I would imagine in a uh, another couple weeks or so, you're going to queue up the Gordon Lightfoot, right? Oh, my God. I've been, I've been thinking about it for over a month. You better believe I'm going to play that song in the next couple of weeks. November 10th, right? Do I have that correct? Yep. 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 1975. So I'm with you there on Lake Superior, too. It rocks. It does. Hey, you know, I saw I was uh, in Riverside Park the other night in La Crosse, and there was one of those boats. There was a buoy tender that was coming, picking up all the buoys. It's that time of year. They're taking the docks out, big ships coming down. Yep. I don't know if it's like a Coast Guard ship yep. or whatever it was. I'm going to need to get a boat. Right. I think I need to be a boat guy. And not just like a pontoon, but like a unique, weird boat that I like maintain out in a shed in my yard and I like put care into and it has like a really official name. I, I think that needs to become part of my personality as I get older. I would agree with that. I would agree. But yeah, I'm going to look forward to listening to uh, Gordon. 
uh, as we get close to November 10th. From I, I just uh, interviewed a guy today, earlier today, who is dove the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. He dove it in 1995. So I, I was editing that earlier today, and I'm saving it. And we're going to hear a little bit of that on the day of uh, when we play some Gordon as well. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, excellent. And I'm a Vikings fan, but uh, I think you alluded to it a little bit. Maybe Aaron Rodgers is just starting to show his age a little bit. I mean, he's 39 in a couple. That's old. 39 is very old. You know what I mean? Like, at yep. this stage of his career, there are other quarterbacks who've gone south and ended up on other teams. It's it's not yep. out of the question that he's just old. Right, and not everybody's a Tom Brady, right? Yeah, very few are. I, I, I mean, like, his personality could be a little bit better. I still think there are things that Rodgers could be doing better that aren't connected to his age, but it's hard to play football right. at any age, let alone when you turn 39 here in a couple of weeks. Exactly, exactly. So he's playing He's playing down to the level of Cousins now, right? Yeah, I mean, Kirk Cousins has been better than Rodgers this year. It's not saying that well, I would yeah, want Kirk Cousins year. in a huge game, but then again, Aaron Rodgers hasn't been great in big games over the last couple of years either, so. Right, right. Well, all good things must come to an end, right? I suppose. Uh, Packers fans who were around <laughs> in the 70s and the 80s, it's almost like they want this to come to an end so they can, like, so... Th- I don't know. Older Packers fans love lecturing younger Packers fans about, you don't know what it was like in the 70s and the 80s. It's like, well, I, I can kind yep. of paint an okay picture. Like, the team stunk. I, I, I don't, I didn't live it, sure, but I, I have a good idea of how that works. Well, I remember watching the Packers uh, during those days. Of course, the Vikings were the purple people eaters back then. Yes, but, uh, yeah, they Packers, yeah, they didn't have a whole lot to uh, gloat about, although they did in the 60s. But, uh, yeah. No, it's all it's all good. Uh, appreciate what you do, Grant. Yeah, well, I appreciate you, Dave. And again, I'm sorry that I I can't push buttons cleanly. I feel like I set you up poorly, but you know, an excellent call. You push through adversity. Something I wish the Packers could do a better job of. <laughs> okay, you have a good evening. Yeah, you as well. That's Dave from Hoka. Damn it, that was I could not have done a worse job setting that call up. Like he's waiting to go, and I literally said. So what's going on? What's up today? Monday shows during football season are always kind of a mess because you're just taking as many calls as possible. I want to talk to as many people as possible. And then Eric on I-90 has to make one comment that completely, although I'll take the blame. You know, if I'm the Aaron Rodgers of the show, I'm the MVP. I'm the one that sets the tone. I, I can't let an Eric on I-90 text derail the show. I allowed it to derail the show. Eric, I take it back. It all comes down on me. I'm the leader here. And it all falls squarely on my shoulders. We're going to do a post-game press conference after the show tonight. Uh, yeah, Grant, uh, how do you think tonight's show went? Well, you know, you know, do like Aaron Rodgers does, take a drink of water. Mm. You know, I'll have to go back and listen to the podcast, but, you know, a lot of mental mistakes. Like when Dave from Hoka called in, I didn't push, push the on button on the phone, and, you know, that's on me. A lot of mental mistakes. Make a lot of simple errors on on complex plays you know i'm trying to read tweets and i'm tripping over my tripping over my words you know and then in the third quarter of the show i i just i, I kind of let the show get derailed eric on a 90 text and I, I gotta be better but obviously I'll, I'll need to go back and listen to the podcast to be more specific that's probably how i'd answer that question maybe we need a post-game press conference at the end of the show let's take a break 
couple of minutes left, so if you have a comment on the Packers, something that you want to discuss that we haven't talked about yet, send me a text or give me a call, 608-796-2558. And always, I'm on Twitter, at Wisco Grant. Final segment of the Wisco Sports Show coming up next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show last couple of minutes here my name is grant bills i'm on twitter at wisco grant you can text and call 608-796-2558 as hector in on alaska is done hector we got to be quick we got about two minutes what's going on with you today oh just getting done with a 75 stop route Ooh. that took me from genoa down to Ferryville over to baroqua up to chaseburg so all over i am on my way home <laughs> all over the district as eric would say all Right. And I was thinking about what you brought up earlier, so I'll make it quick here. But you had said something about uh, truth serum answers from each of the three guys. Yeah. And I think I got one. So if they, uh, this is going based off of if you were to ask each of them, what do you think the problem is with the offense? Aaron Rodgers would probably wipe away a tear and talk about how they brought in a new love and his love for the game just went away. Yeah. Then you would ask Matt LaFleur. He'd flip through his five no cards and just see which one fit better. Like, <laughs> oh, well, we need to find our right. Oh, never mind. Use that one. Um, we just need to be a little more simple. Oh, never mind. Use that one. Yeah. And then if you asked uh, the third guy, he'd just be, he'd pull a page from good old Marshawn Lynch and say, why don't you ask Maddie? I'm just here so I don't get fined. Uh, you know what? I actually think that's pretty spot on, and that's frustrating. This team's in a bad spot. Very frustrating. It's one thing to, you know, lack talent, a wide receiver, you know, have injuries here and there, but they just don't seem like they care, Hector. They just don't have an edge. They just don't have any heart. They really don't. Everything else becomes secondary uh, because of that. Right. As a divided fan, it's just hard to watch the Ravens, and you can tell that they want to be out there. They got a fire lit under their ass after losing three games this season when we should have won all of them. And the Packers just don't have that, and this is the toughest part of their schedule coming up, and, and it's it's hard to watch, Grant. It is really hard to watch, but it's time to shop. They need to get rid of the big contracts that are weighing them down. Bakhtiari's not doing anything. Preston Smith isn't, paying, isn't living up to the money they're giving him. They need to bring in multiple pieces if they think they're going to turn the season around, or they need to put love on the field and get as many losses as they can so maybe they can get the quarterback of the future because love is in it and rogers does looks like he already has a foot and a half out the door why don't we talk about what comes next tomorrow we'll kick around if the packers wanted to buy and go all in and if they wanted to sell what would it look like let's do that tomorrow hector i think that sounds like a good idea and i think we could have some interesting conversations i'll be here i appreciate the call buddy have a good night you too that's our friend hector in on alaska david hoke is probably like oh so now you know how to answer the phone yeah again uh, that's that's my bad. Not my finest moment. Although I'll have to review the podcast to speak specifically about what went down. But uh, yeah, not my not my finest moment. Sorry again, Dave. Although I love someone who's excited for the Edmund Fitzgerald show. We do it in the spring and the fall. We do two weird things on the show. We have Neil Diamond week in April and we celebrate the Edmund Fitzgerald in November. Yeah, I was reaching out to a couple of guests and they're like, wait, so you're a sports show? And I'm like, yeah, it, it's a long story. 
We're just we're just a weird show. Weird in a good way. Ty Dunn coming up this week. Mike Clemens tomorrow as well. Let's go home and watch the Bears play the Patriots. That sounds electric, doesn't it? I'll talk to you tomorrow at four. Just got-